This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, weird. Came in a little late. I just kind of... <laughs> I had that. I don't know if you heard me do that, but I just kind of... I got to say something, and I did. So, anyway, just peeled the curtain back just a little bit. Just a little. Which is what I do on this show sometimes. I tell you stuff that... Yeah, whatever. Um, well, let's see. It's uh, it's uh, we're still in the midst of the COVID nineteen. Uh, we're going to be in it for a while. As far as I know, a vaccine is still a year, year and a half away from happening. Uh, there's some good developments happening in the world. China seems to be getting back to some sense of normal, except they're being very careful about monitoring. Uh, and and, and uh, New York City still horrific over there, but there's been some good news in the last couple of days, uh, like less deaths today than there was yesterday, which it's still a lot of deaths, like 777, I think, was the number in the last 24 hours I saw on the news. But there's the hospitalizations are going down. And I believe it's uh, uh, more people left the ICUs in the hospitals than were admitted to them, uh, and that's these are these are good things. We're still a ways out, a ways away from getting out of the woods. I've been listening to the series, the podcast series, Science Versus, and Science Versus uh, uh, was you know they were gonna uh, they they ended up scrapping their season. What they were going to do. What their plans was because of this COVID-19 thing, they they scrapped their plans for the season and decided to do, uh, I think it's weekly, a you know a series about COVID-19, giving us the updates, where are we, what's going on, what do we know, that kind of thing. It's and the episodes are um, quite a bit shorter than the regular episode. I think the regular episode comes in like 45 minutes or just under an hour, something like that. These are like 20 minutes long, sometimes a little less. Sometimes a little more. And the most recent one they did was um, trying to find out, you know, how will this end? When will it end? Uh, they had a fellow on there who was a scientist that was uh, part of the uh, study that uh, looked at, you know, was tracing the numbers and, and tracking where this thing's all going. And he was a, a member of the uh, team that uh, uh, released a study that convinced Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who himself uh, became infected with the virus and came down with COVID-19 and was hospitalized and put in the ICU. He's out of the ICU 
is now he's improving and that's good even though people don't really care for him <laughs> his politics and all that he's sort of you know England's England lands uh, version of uh, of our president here in America he's uh, kind of you know terrible hair <laughs> just you know I mean the guy ever hear of a comb oh well anyway that's his style whatever and anyway so that's I, I, I it's good to hear that he's improving that's good to hear uh, but anyway, he saw this study, and that was con what convinced him to take drastic actions, strong actions, in in the UK, which up until that point he was being like, well, it's not going to be that bad. Well, you know. So uh, this fellow, this scientist that was on there, he was asked, uh, uh, when might in, in we be returning to some kind of normal? And he was not comfortable with giving anything specific. He said um, what he would say was no sooner than June. So still a couple of months to go, at least. And even then, it's going to be care you got to be careful because you got to watch out for the second wave. You got to watch out for a third wave. You know, he, he, even this fellow was saying that, and I don't have his name. I just I'm riffing off the top of my head because I just listened to it while I was working earlier tonight. Uh, he was saying that you don't want to have all these, you know, uh, intermittent uh, lock shutdowns, safe at homes. You want to be able to get open and stay open, but that may be difficult. Um, you know, so we'll see. Everything's everything's just we'll see how it comes out. We'll we'll get through it. It will it'll come out. Uh, so uh, Minnesota itself, the state that I'm in is uh, doing very well as far as uh, social distancing and tamping down, or actually it should be physical distancing, but tamping down the numbers and, and it's doing very well. Uh, which is not surprising because, uh, well, you know, being a native Minnesotan, uh, you know, uh, you know, the idea of personal space is, uh, it's quite uh, important here to the Minnesotans. You know, hey buddy, you know, like, where, how close are you? Are you three feet from me? Gee whiz, back off. You know, come on. Yeah, I can feel you breathing down my neck. Let's uh, let's give me a little room here. So we're already doing the social, physical distancing, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, six feet. Hey, that sounds pretty good to me. Let's, let's keep that six feet barrier there between us. And oh, gosh, that'll be great. Uh, three feet, you know, I could do that. I can deal with that. But, you know... Hey, six feet would work real just fine. That'd be real good there. That's uh, you, you bet, you bet. So anyway, there's a a GIF, GIF that I saw on the Facebook that uh, demonstrates something. I have been saying for the last couple of shows, don't compare COVID-19 to the flu. I've been saying that. I know a few weeks ago I did. And uh, uh, but uh, the comparison you make to the flu is that this is so much worse than the flu. I, it, I was watching another you know national news report earlier in the week, nightly news on ABC. I think we've been watching that, and they 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 had an interview with a nurse that's working in a hospital in New York City, and the nurse was saying that uh, early on. He was thinking that, hey, you know, this is just going to be the flu. It's no big deal. He says, no, no, no. This is not the flu. This is this is far worse. 
and he's in the trenches. So <clears throat> this GIF that I'll link to on the show notes, you go to dimland.com, you click on the show notes option, and you'll be able to check it out, uh, or you'll see the link to it anyway. Uh, it it demonstrates th just this just how potent this uh, COVID-19 has been. Uh, what it does is it's it's on a site called Flourish, and it was designed by a fellow named uh, Alex Estrella. Uh, it it what it does is it compares COVID nineteen to fifteen other uh, causes of death in the United States and the average daily deaths of these fifteen other things. Uh, which include heart disease and cancer and suicide and, and there's a one that they doubled up uh, that they call uh, they it's uh, influenza and pneumonia. Now, I'm not certain why they doubled that up is because it, I'm I'm guessing that quite often the you get the flu and if it's severe enough it develops into pneumonia, so maybe that's why that's paired. I don't know, but these 15 causes of death it's on a chart you know so up the uh, vertical axis uh, they've they've got the uh, the names of this, these diseases and as each as you go up in the in the chart the, you get uh, uh, you get a bigger number and so then you have the horizontal bars that are stretching across the rest of the, the other axis of the chart i don't know which one is the y axis and which is the x axis i don't remember but just okay I think it's, I I don't know, but uh, as you go up, you know the 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 daily average deaths in the United States goes up the number, and then they and then they bring in COVID, COVID they just call it COVID, but it's COVID nineteen. So they bring in COVID nineteen, which starts out at the bottom of this stack, and the 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 horizontal axis, uh, it is a timeline starting at March 1st, 2020, going to April 7, 2020. And then you get the thing started, and uh, the top average deaths, daily deaths in the United States, the top is heart disease. Uh, I think the next one down is cancer. And uh, heart disease, the number, the average number that they have there is 1,774. Uh, cancer is 1,641. So those are the top two. Influenza and pneumonia, if you go down the list a bit, it's down lower on the list. The average number of deaths per day from those two causes combined uh, in the United States is 153. So not a very big number especially compared to heart disease. So in comes COVID on, on March 1st, and you watch that number. Now, the difference between the COVID-19 number and the other numbers, the other numbers are an average. The COVID-19 number is tracking the daily deaths from March 1st to April 7th. So it's tracking it. So you're watching this bar grow and rise up in the ranks. You're watching that happen, and it rises up for a little bit, and it drops a little bit, and it goes up a little bit, and it comes out, it comes back. You know, it's because the numbers are they fluctuate from day to day, until finally we get. You know, you start off 
on March 1st and there's nobody dead, and you end up on April 7th, that's a that's a month and a and a week later, and the number you have is 1,842. It's number one. You know, again, don't compare this to the flu. That should show you right there how deadly this thing is. It's much more infectious than the flu, and it's much more fatal than the flu. So you get this huge number up there. And the, I will say, though, and being a good skeptic, or trying to be a good skeptic, that uh, I look at the list and uh, on the page, and I start scrolling through, and I'm looking for stuff. I'm trying to find a source citation. I don't find it. Uh, it might be in there somewhere, but I don't find it. I don't find it on that particular page. I don't find it in any other pages. Um, I didn't even I, I didn't even find a way to send them a, a question. So like, what you know? Can you cite your source here? Where are you getting these numbers? So you have to take it a little, little bit grain of salt kind of thing. You have to be a little skeptical of the numbers because they don't give you a citation. They don't give you a source where you can check into it and say, okay, this is where this number is coming from. So there's that. But t from what I've been seeing in the news and seeing on, on, on social media every day, uh, the 1800 number seems not out of line. And the other numbers, you know, the averages don't seem out of line either. Uh, I did do a little bit of math with the flu one. You know, a typical flu season in the United States can you can lose you know 30,000 people I divide that by 365 days and it's something like 82 deaths a day something like that uh, and then figure well okay then you add in the pneumonia and you get to 153 uh, I have seen that the numbers can be as high as uh, 60,000 or 70,000 and I did the math there and it comes in over the 153 so I, I'm guessing that the the source, you know, is you know that that number 153 is probably pretty close to the average. I just don't know what the source citation is like to have had that. But this does demonstrate something that you sh that everyone should keep in mind. They should absolutely keep this in mind. Uh, it demonstrates what our world right now today looks like. With, uh, with just one specific vaccine missing. That's, this is what the world looks like when we don't have one specific vaccine. And this vaccine would be to deal with the, the coronavirus, the, the uh, SARS-CoV-19 that causes, or two, SARS-CoV-2, which causes uh, COVID-19. We don't have a vaccine for that. That's one and look at the chaos it's, it's causing. Look at what it's, maybe not chaos, but look at what it's causing in the world. The amount of deaths, the amount of illnesses, the shutdowns of cities all, all across America, you know, states. You know, look at what it's doing. This is one vaccine. Now, imagine a world with no vaccines. And while you're imagining that, I will take my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'll return after this break.
You're listening to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. Nobody's going to the mall. You're listening to Z Talk Radio. Nobody. The malls are closed. This guy's not getting sexually satisfied then. Back to Dimland Radio here on the Talk Radio Network at ZTalkRadio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Uh, I have a variety of Facebook friends. Conservatives, liberals, skeptics, non-skeptics, atheists, religious people. Yeah. And and the scales in you know between. You know, the, they're all on the spectrums somewhere. And um, I have a few um, conspiracy theorist friends, which I didn't realize this one particular one was uh, uh, until today. I hadn't been paying close attention. Uh, But the person, uh, a woman that I know personally, or did know personally, this, this was someone I went to school with back in high school. I actually dated her eh, two, three times. Not many. Uh, she, you know, she was a junior. I was a senior. It was one of the very few women I dated before meeting my wife. So, anyway. Um, I, she should have dated me for a little bit longer. Maybe, uh, maybe the skepticism thing would have caught into her. But you know, that's the thing about conspiracy theorists. They think they're skeptics, but they're not. Because a skeptic has an open mind. A skeptic a skeptic will change their position with good evidence. A conspiracy theorist will not. A conspiracy theorist, when confronted with evidence that <clears throat> refutes their conspiracy, will use that evidence as uh, more evidence for their conspiracy. They will twist and turn, and they will do whatever they got to do. They can stand on their head. They'll stand on their head. They'll do whatever they can do and need to do in order to hold on to the conspiracy theory, because they are right. They are special. They know something that other people don't. And if they 
I don't. I, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I, I, you know, so maybe I shouldn't go too deep into why they think this way. They just do, and I don't understand it. I don't have that bone in my head that makes me think that way. I don't. But. <laughs> Okay, so um, anyway, what she did was she posted a an article that's a, it's sort of a good news article, uh, an optimistic article about the vaccine that's for COVID nineteen, and it's the I, the headline. It's a very brief article talking about this, and I don't even know if the source is all that great or not. But the headline was about how uh, a potential vaccine for COVID. Uh, uh, funded by Bill Gates, is ready to be tested on humans, and people are are signing up to to, to be test subjects. And that's that's good news. I mean, what that means, you know, if this works, we're that much closer. It still takes time. It's got to see if it works. Is it safe? Is it you know? And then how do you mass produce it? And how do you you know? How do you get it distributed? And all this kind of stuff. There's lots of stuff to do. That's why it. That's why they're saying. We're 12 months away, 18 months away. That's why they keep saying that because it's they don't they they want to keep expectations and hopes realistic. So that's why you know they that's why they want to do the you know the physical distancing, stay at home, and all that kind of stuff. It's just you know, that's working to keep this thing from spreading around. Yeah, but if everybody thinks, well, the vaccine's just around the corner, they may not change their behavior. Um, so anyway, um, she shares this, and she indicates that uh, this is just some, you know, getting people to line up to get a chip put into their bodies. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get a chip, you know, so that you can be tracked or whatever these chips are gonna do. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. And I think this is an Alex Jones conspiracy that he's been he's been touting. I, I I don't know if it's the real Alex Jones or the character he plays. So uh, so she shares this and she makes this comment and then somebody else pops in there and comments something about no way no way in hell no ID twenty twenty for me. And then another person another person I know personally comments this person I went to school with from grade school. He came in and said, yeah, a vaccine with something a little special in it, words to that effect. And then the gal that I, you know, who posted it originally comes in and says, but the sheeple are going to line up for it. Now, admittedly, I put on my troll suit in this. I do admit. I went in and I put the comment, point me the way to that line. And then she says, oh, sure, you know, it just got that kind of thing. And I put up my little picture of me looking skeptical. And, uh, and she says, oh, is that, your, is that your brainwashed face? And I said, you can, you know, think of it, whatever you want. <laughs> Whichever way you want to see it, I don't, go ahead. So we were talking, we, uh, the Minnesota skeptics, we had our meetup. Not in person. We did the Zoom thing. Uh, we did the Zoom, Zoom, Zoom thing, and uh, uh, there was some talk about the anti-vaxxers seemed pretty quiet at this point. And then the next day, <laughs> an anti-vaxxer 
pops up with this conspiracy theory that the vaccine is just a way to put a chip into you. And she said something means, well, I hope you enjoy your chip. And it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I did want to troll a little further, but I, I held off from it by saying, but uh, she's probably, you know, she's only like a year behind me in school, right? So, so she's probably got the, uh, the scar on her shoulder. And I, you know, I, 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 I I thought it was a smallpox scar, but it might not be smallpox. It might be something else. But whatever that vaccine, you, if you're of a certain age, you have a scar on your shoulder. It's pretty likely. Uh, my wife doesn't. She's seven years younger than me. You know, uh, I won't say how old I am so that you figure it out. <laughs> but she doesn't have it. My son doesn't have it. And I think it's, God, I think it's a smallpox, but I should look it up. I don't, it, it might be something else. But it's a scar that you have on your, on, your, on your shoulder because to deliver this particular vaccine, they had, to, they had this, this, this little metal two-toothed prong thing, fork, whatever, that they would tear into your arm a little bit, just cut into your arm so that the stuff could be delivered into you. I, I don't know why it had to be done that way, but that's how it was done. And so people have that scar. And I wanted to say, do you have that scar in there? <laughs> You've got the chip already. <laughs> but I didn't. I kept that to myself. But there are folks out there who think that uh, when the vaccine is available, boy, the anti-vaxxers will be howling then. You're forcing us all to get them. <laughs> well, if you don't want to... If you don't want to die, and if not yourself, somebody else do it. And here's something that one of the Minnesota skeptics had said. This person is a is a physician's assistant, so she knows what she's talking about. She said when they talk about mild cases, uh, it just means that you don't need to be hospitalized. It doesn't mean it doesn't kick the shit out of you. It may be rough as all hell, but you just don't need to be hospitalized. That's what's considered a mild case. It could, you know, could be something, or it could actually be a mild case where you're not too badly, you know, taken ill. But so that was that was comforting. Uh, so it was it was you know yeah. So and hey, that Zoom thing was kind of neat. We all sit and talking. Only thing is, you know, I was trying to tell a story, and I just started breaking up. Of course, as soon as I start telling a story. My internet connection's probably not as good as other people's. Should look into it, but you know that's money, you know, and you know you gotta be you gotta be careful about that, right? I'm not made of money. Doctor Drew Pinsky, you know that guy, Doctor Drew Pinsky. Have you heard of him? He was, uh, you know, the the doctor on uh, on Love Lines, that Adam Carolla, Doctor Drew show. On radio first, and then it was on MTV, and uh, he's a, he's an actual doctor. He's a medical doctor, and he deals with uh, addiction people that have addictions. Uh, and he uh, he was one of the voices that was saying, "Oh, this is the media playing this up. It isn't all that bad. It's just a, it's just a flu, and it's it's going to go away. This is they're 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 overhyping this. They're overreacting, and all that." But I guess he would also say, "But you should be careful." But he was—he was—he was one of those voices, and he was being used, and you know, you know, by people that would say, "See, Dr. Drew says it's not that big a deal," and he was also being used uh, by those saying, "Look at these people <laughs> that don't get it." 
<laughs> as they show the numbers increasing while these people are talking and they're showing the dates that they're talking about. Well, yeah, look how many people are dead now. <laughs> you know. Um, well, Dr. Drew, and I think to his credit, because with better evidence, more evidence that contradicts your position, you should change your mind. He changed his mind. He said he was wrong. He came out publicly through whatever this thing that he does. He comes out, you know, it's like it's like I think he, an internet thing that he does, like he, like a little talk each day or something. I think that's what it is. Well, he puts his video out on the internets, and he says I was one of the chorus of voices that were saying that this is overhyped. It's an overreaction. It's the media's fault. He says I was wrong, and he apologized. Now I'm willing to cut the man some slack. Some people aren't. Even good skeptics, as it's one in particular, that's just like, boy, you sure hold a grudge, don't you? Yes, he did cause some damage because he got people to think, oh, this isn't a big deal. And then, you know, so that, and that causes damage. So he needs to do what he can to repair that damage. Just keep speaking out. Go on, Fox News, and say, you know, I thought it was, but it, I'm wrong. And tell them why you think you're wrong if Fox News wants to have you on. But I so there are those that just can't seem to get past his 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 transgression uh, that this apology isn't enough. And I thought, well, you know, if we're going to advance as a society, as a people, as a community, if we're going to advance, we have to we have to learn how to say, hey, wow, the guy learned something. He looked at the evidence. He realized he was wrong. He said he was wrong. He apologized. You know, and now he's on the side of the angels. He's on the good side. He's on the side that says we should be listening to scientists. Remember what I said last week when Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying, he said this is an experiment to see if people will listen to scientists. And we're seeing that more often than not, they are. Even our illustrious president is listening to the scientists. Now, whether he's making the right decisions or not, he, so far he's... You know, he says a few things that mm, it's like, no, no, it's not going to be done that quick. You know, it's Easter weekend right now. Ooh, the Ten Commandments should be on soon. Ah, oh, that'd be cool. You know, because Ten Commandments is one of the greatest bad movies ever made. It's just so, it's so great. Anyway, um, so let's, I won't delve too much into politics, but let's just, uh, you know, it's, let's give Dr. Drew... You know, the cre credit where it's due, you know, maybe remind him, hey, yeah, you did kind of cause some problems, but uh, okay, okay, you're on the good side now. But right now, not a break, one of these. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well... <laughs> I have to be careful on this one. I have to be. I have to step very carefully at the beginning of this to make sure you understand that I'm not throwing shade at teachers. All right. I have the utmost respect for teachers, for the profession of teaching. I agree. Teachers should. Uh, should be held in high esteem, get paid well. 
uh, and be shown the respect that they are due. I believe that an educated populace is a good thing uh, and, and that it's good for a society to have an educated populace. Uh, so, you know, I think it is, I know there are some that would say that our government shouldn't be involved in education, we should have it be private. Well, you know, there's arguments to be made, I suppose, but I think it's for, uh, it's, it's for the greater good. The greater good. So, anyway, I'm not knocking on teachers here, okay? I'm not. What my pedantic moment is about is uh, um, I went to McDonald's the other day. Got to go through the drive-up because, well, you, you can't in, eat inside. I wonder if you can go in and pick it up, though. Anyway, so I go through the drive-up, and I get to the window to pick up the food, and there's the there's a there's a uh, a sign in the window, and it says uh, it it reads. Uh, the, I won't read the whole thing, but uh, I'll be, here's what it says: <clears throat> To all of our medical professionals, teachers. I'm sorry. Let me. A burp came out just at the same point. Don't you hate that? <clears throat> Let's start again. See if I edited the show, that would have been gone. But I don't edit. Another peek behind the curtain. To all our, to all of our medical professionals, teachers, and first responders, we sincerely thank you for being there when you're needed the most. Please enjoy a free sandwich or beverage on us. Uh, and this, you know, this is all to deal with, you know, the COVID thing. And it tells you how you can go online and get the stuff and whatever. So, uh, and I thought, uh, oh, teachers? Why teachers? Look, <laughs> again, I have the most respect. I have respect for teachers. They do a fan, you know, a very important job. But they're doing that very important job now from home. They're at home. The classes are online. Hayden's been, just finished his first week of doing distance learning. Goes online, gets his lessons. Next week they're going to start having the teachers like present on live video or something, I guess, maybe. So it's, they're at home. You know, the medical professionals, yeah, they're on the front lines. First responders, you know, firefighters, ambulance people, uh, police officers, yeah, they're, they're on the front lines. But teachers? Teachers get a free sandwich because they're at home? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like what about what about um what about grocery store and, and drugstore employees? The people that work there? What about trash collectors? The people that come by to get your recycling? What about farmers? What about truckers? How about janitors? Janitors. How about janitors? I'm a janitor. I go in and I clean your buildings. Now, the buildings I clean are empty. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of people there, but there's enough for me to go in and continue to clean it up and do what I can to keep it, you know, keep it clean, especially now. But teachers get a free sandwich? They're not 
they're staying at home. Anyway, uh, but I will say, and this is a cool thing, Google, they do this uh, thing called a Google Doodle. That's uh, If you go to the Google page, you'll see a little art sometimes. It's some fancy way of making the Google logo, right? Uh, or they'll, they'll include a little uh, cartoon character, or they'll have a, you can click on it and you get a video or something, you know, things like that. So they'll do a Google Doodle. Well, all this week, they've been thanking people various professions uh, for doing their jobs during this, you know, during the COVID-19 uh, era. And the other day, they thanked the janitors. Well, custodians and sanitation workers. Well, custodian, janitor, yeah, yeah, I'm, t I'm, taking, I'm taking that. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, so thanks. <laughs> Teachers, you get a free sandwich. <laughs> Sitting at home. Well, I'm up to my next break. <laughs> and you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I'll return from this break. I hope I haven't lost all the teachers. <laughs> You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Gee, that break was what? A minute? God. <laughs> Too short a break. I barely had a chance to take a sip of beer. Well, what have I got here? Um, oh, I got another tale of great moments in customer service. This is a this is kind of a strange one, and it's actually a, um, an uplifting, lighthearted, uh, human connection moment. Uh, I uh, we have a we have a credit card, my wife and I. Uh, we have a few, but we only have one that has anything on it, and uh, and you know we've been working to pay it off, uh, and um, it's a Target credit card, you know the Target stores. So I have gotten in the habit of just going to the Target store, and paying my monthly amount, whatever I pay. Uh, just right at the store. And that way I can just go right up to the day itself that it's due. Usually I get there the day before and make the payment. Well, in March, I was looking through the bills. It was March 16th. And I was looking through and I saw that there was the Target bill. And I saw that it was due two days prior. And I went, ah, oh, crap! I don't think I'd ever been late on a credit card payment. 
ever. And I went, ah, son of a... So I said, well, no, i got to go to Target. So I get out, and, you know, I take the bills, write out the check for the whatever, and I go out to, yes, I pay with a check. I go out to the Target, make the payment. And I know there are easier ways to do it, but I know. But I just, that's what I do. So I, I, had, I make the payment, and I ask the guy at the customer service at the Target, and I said, am I going to get dinged on this? And they, he said, well, probably not, but you could probably you could call customer service and see. And so I thought, okay, that's what I'll do. Got home, got on the phone, called Target customer service. Now you you get you know an automated thing. You got to put in the card number and the, whatever you get whatever information they're asking for. You got to get that going first. And then I, it'd be known that I want to talk to customer service, so I hit zero or something, and they say, well, "Okay, we're going to transfer you, and uh, you know this core, this call may be recorded." You know, you know, you've done it. And I was expecting to go on hold and start hearing some, you know, some pleasant music to listen to as I waited in the phone queue for someone to, you know, deal with me. That's not what happened. I, I, I click over and you know, I get clicked over and I hear I can hear what uh, what's I guess what's known as the boiler room it's the it's what they call the the rooms where they have all the you know uh, telephone operating people telemarketers whatever where they're all in there and you can hear they got the headphones on and they're working on the computers and they're just taking calls or making calls and stuff and I can hear chatter in the room I can hear people talking I can hear keyboards being clicked on uh, I can't quite make out what people are saying sounds like English to me yeah but I can I can but I can't quite hear any specific words and I and I'm listening I'm telling Amy she's over, she's sitting next to me I'm saying this is the this is weird and I start saying hello hello I start repeating it hello and nobody and I said I can hear people talking I can hear keyboards going this is weird. So I decide to hang up and call back. So I do that, go through the whole rigmarole again, get transferred to customer service. I expect to be put on hold and hear some pleasant music. Nothing. No. I go right back to that boiler room. And again, I hear the voices. I hear keyboards. I, it's like, and again, I start saying, hello, hello. Hello, and this time I'm determined to hang on to the phone, you know, just just because this is fascinating to me at this point. And then I hear much more clearly a woman's voice. I hear it approaching the phone that the headset that must be set down on the desk that they use, you know, the headset with the ear and thing, microphone thing, you know, you know, thing they use. I can hear that. She's getting closer to it, and I can hear her talking. And she's saying, I, I find out where, what state they're in, because she said, uh, just saw, she was in the break room, and the news was on, it was breaking news. The governor had extended the, the all Arizona schools would be closed for eight weeks. She said, yeah, it was two weeks yesterday, now they're, they're being closed for eight weeks. And I says, yeah, it's because of this virus thing. You know, I can hear her talking. And then she starts to sing, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I'm just sitting there listening to all this. And I start saying, hello, <laughs> hello. 
And then I hear the the headset get picked up. You know, I hear little, you know, the sounds of it moving, and I hear it get picked up. And she's putting it on. And I said, "Hello," and she's, "Oh, hi." <laughs> and we had a, a a wonderful moment, a wonderful human connection moment, which that wouldn't have happened necessarily. It would have been pleasant, I'm sure. She seemed very pleasant. I'm sure it would have been professional and pleasant and all that. But this was this disarming moment where I said, you know, I could hear, <laughs> I could hear everybody chatting in there. I can hear keyboards. And I said, I, I could hear you. Uh, she said, did you hear me sing? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> and I said, and I hear that your governor has uh, closed the schools for another, for eight weeks. And she said, oh, yeah. And I said, you know, our governor just closed them so whatever. And and uh, and so we've gotten that conversation about how this is strange and, and you know what's going on and all that kind of stuff. We had this this talk and it was it was great. <laughs> it was this wonderful little moment of uh, people connecting uh, in a way that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for uh, the this odd occurrence of me being just transferred to her phone. And that's the other thing. It happened twice. I mean, it, it, I don't know, maybe that ha happens more, oh, well, I suppose it might happen more frequently than, than I would think, but the idea that I would call in and get sent to the same, you know, call in first, get to the, this phone that's not, that's just, that's not been disengaged, uh, that still the mic is open, uh, and you can hear all that, to have that happen once, and then to call back and have it happen again? Yeah, I mean, chances are, seem pretty good to me that that's the same phone. That I, I, but that's weird, don't you think? That's weird that that, would, that the second time I wouldn't have been just put on hold and get the music, and then somebody else would pick up. No, I got sent back to the same phone. So it's at least I'm assuming it was the same phone. It was fun. It was a fun little moment. Uh, how much time have I got left? I can squeeze in another story of customer service. This isn't as pleasant. <laughs> uh, a couple months ago, we got in the mail uh, a check for not quite $80 made out to my father-in-law. Now, my father-in-law's been dead for more than two years now. And my, my mother-in-law for longer than that. And the check is from some electric company co-op kind of thing and I looked at it and I said yeah, I'm reading through it and it seems legit and, I, and I'm seeing it's and I see that there's a balance of money still in, still available uh, to my father-in-law uh, and so this must be just some kind of dividend check I'm guessing so R was guessing at the time and so I, you know, I showed it to Amy, and I said, you should check into this, because if we can make a claim on this money, we could use it. You know? So she says, okay. So she did. And uh, and it turns out that, yes, this is some kind of... My, my in-laws were part of a, an electric company co-op. Uh, that meant that... I, I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but they they get a dividend if uh, if the if the co-op is, is profitable. And so there's this money building up in there. And so Amy's. They said, "Yeah, you can claim it. We'll need. Uh, we'll need a 
copies of death certificates for both your parents, and we'll need you to fill out some forms and to get a couple of these forms, and they, they send us everything, get these uh, signed and get these notarized. So great, we get this, we get these two forms. Uh, you know, we got the copies of the death certificates and all that. So Amy's filling out the forms, and she needs to get the, the notary to take care of it. So she goes online and she looks for a mobile notary. These are notary publics that will come out to your house and and, and witness you signing the form and give it the, the notarized stamp. And they'll do it, for, you know, for a fee. And, and so Amy finds one that's in St. She lives in St. Paul or is located in St. Paul. And uh, so Amy Amy calls. As we're in St. Paul, so she she calls that person, and the person answers the phone, sort of, yeah. <laughs> and she says, uh, "I have a couple of forms that need to be notarized. I uh, was thinking maybe, you know, hoping you can come over and take care of that." And she says, "No, okay. Um, where where do you live?" And so Amy, you know, says, "Well, we live in St. Paul," and it gives an intersection. Well, one of the streets is named White Bear Avenue. There's a there's a suburb of St. Paul called White Bear Lake. So this woman thinks we live in White Bear Lake, and Amy stresses with her, "No, we live on the east side of St. Paul. It's, it's White Bear Avenue, not White Bear Lake." So and she said, "Well, it'll take me about an hour to get there." Now there's no place in St. Paul that is an hour away from somewhere else in St. Paul, unless you're in the height of traffic, you know, tra you know rush hour. This was not. So maybe she was in some other part of the city or something, and maybe she was an hour away, but Amy was getting this real attitude from her. And, it's, and Amy says, well, um, what, how, how, how much would it be? And the woman says, well, I know I really charge $150, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll, how many forms have you got? And Amy says, two. She says, well, I'll do it for 100 Cash. Oh, well, okay. Uh, well, I need to call my husband. You need to go you know, get the cash. She says, no, oh, okay. All right. So Amy ends the call and thinks, <laughs> there's got to be somewhere better to get this thing notarized. She finds that there's a UPS store uh, that's, uh, uh, that's on Grand Avenue, also in St. Paul, not an hour away. Uh, and she she's texting me and saying, well, there's this place in, you know, UPS store over at this place. And I said, well, I I can leave work now. Let's I'll bring you. Over. Let's let's get it done. And she says, oh, okay, you know. So I did. I left work, came and got her, and we went on over to the the UPS store. Uh, the UPS store is in this uh, strip mall, and the strip mall is sort of like a uh, sort of an L shape to it. And as we get there. Uh, we go on in. We're practicing the social distancing. We're keep giving people some some space. We're using sanitizer that's provided by them on our hands, and and we get up to the guy at the counter, and he says, "We gotta get these notarized." He's okay. So she does. Amy does the first form. She signs it, and the guy notarizes it. And then we get the second form, and there's a bit of information. There's the the person who sent the information to uh, the forms to Amy had uh, highlighted areas that needed to be filled out. And there's one area highlighted that's 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 saying legal representative. You know, who's the legal representative? And we were, we were, oh, wait a minute. Does this mean we're supposed to have a lawyer? Well, um, hmm. We're not sure what this means. We shouldn't sign this yet until we know what this means. And it needs to be filled out anyway. So the notary, uh, or the guy at the UPS store says, well, you know, I'll set this aside. You can go, you know, if you make a call, 
and or we can just do this and you can bring that back later or whatever so we so we decided we'd call so we amy had the information so we get outside we leave the, the store we get outside to call amy gets on the phone she starts talking to the person and at that moment at the far end of the strip mall a fellow comes out with a leaf blower, one of those gas-powered leaf blowers, and begins cleaning off the sidewalk. And, you know, from over there. And he's coming our way. And Amy looks at me like, of course. <laughs> She's talking to the person there, and uh, she says, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time here. So we go back into the store. We, st we, we stay toward the front of it, away from other customers. But we're right there at the front window, and the guy comes by, he's got the leaf blower. He's on the other side of the glass from Amy, blowing away the leaves, and Amy's trying to talk to the person. And it's muffled enough. It's like, going on up there. But people keep walking in, so it's, you know, because the door's open and closing. Turns out the legal representative is Amy. She's the legal representative of her parents. So she fills out the information there. She, she goes up to the to the guy we get back in line he says okay and he says you figure out what it was says, yes we did and so she signs it he notarizes it grabs the other form for us puts it together rings up the cash register and says that'll be ten dollars okay <laughs> this you know and, and we just looked at each other and says yeah that person you called now maybe this is being a little cynical but uh that person you called was looking to get you know cash because you keep it off the books Hundred bucks, just to come over and stamp, stamp. Yeah, that's. I mean, just it's really, there isn't much to it. Uh, I've been told that we could have gone to our bank, but that would have been a little tricky since lobbies of banks were, you know, I think got closed down at some point. And you'd have to make an appointment and all that. So, for ten bucks, and the banks would do it for nothing. So for ten bucks, that's not so bad. Uh, where are we at now? Okay, I got this list. Now, because we're all quarantining, or at least a lot of you are, I'm not, because I have to go out and work because I'm a janitor. I want you to feel guilty about that. That's it's not your fault. It's my fault. If I could have been more ambitious, I could have been a you know big time artist or something. I don't know. But uh, it, what's been going on on Facebook is the uh, some of these uh, lists. Uh, list of questions for people to answer. Um, there's been what else? Uh, there's been the you know list off a uh, number of uh, concerts you've been to or musical acts you've seen, uh, but make one of them a lie and see if people can figure it out. You know these and these these things have been. It's been a couple of years or more that these were on Facebook, and now all of a sudden they're surging again. They're coming back again because people are well. We got to find something to do. So they, they, they dig up these lists again. So they start coming around again. And I, you know, what the hell? I'll indulge once in a while. That's kind of fun. I'm, I'm somewhat sociable. And one of these came by, and it was the Quarantine Film Festival. And uh, whoever had uh, set it up, uh, that I saw it with, had a list of, uh, uh, of movies um, that was 17 altogether, categories. And so, so they're asking for you know, one, uh, you know, one western movie, one monster movie, one fantasy movie, stuff like that. So I thought I'd quickly run through my list, 
which grew to from 17 to 33 because I added 10 and then another person commented on my deal and added another six so let's go through this quickly just to give you an overview of, of the kind of movies I like uh, I agonized on some of these but what the hell but I'll make it quick uh, one Western movie I went with true grit from the 2010 version the one by the Cohen brothers Lots of westerns I could have chosen, though. Chosen though, but I I went with that one. One monster movie, Frankenstein, 1931. I do not care for the Bride of Frankenstein, not very much. Uh, it's it's always thought of as being better than the original, but now nah, it's straight up camp, and I don't want camp. I don't want a straight up camp movie when I want a horror film. Okay. Anyway, so uh, but for a monster movie, Frankenstein, Karloff is brilliant. Uh, one fantasy movie, I went with. The Wizard of the oh, The Wizard of Oz. One <laughs> uh, action movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. One thriller movie, The Hunt for Red October. Really like that movie. Like it a lot. Watch it frequently. Uh, one horror movie, I went with Legend of Hell House. It's one of my favorite haunted house movies. Uh, one slasher movie, Halloween, the original with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, that's a darn good movie. Let's see, um, one drama movie. Now, that's huge. I mean, drama movie? What am I going to pick? So I just decided to go with my favorite movie, uh, The Maltese Falcon, uh, the 1941 version with Humphrey Bogart. One science fiction movie, Blade Runner. One uh, comedy movie, Young Frankenstein. Uh, I think it was the, the, uh, the last really good, funny Mel Brooks movie. And the other ones have been kind of hit and miss after that, and diminishing returns but young frankenstein is just brilliant one musical movie i went with the kids are all right from 1979 it's the mu it's the uh, documentary about the who my favorite band the who's got to get on there somehow one romantic movie i went with casablanca uh one independent movie i went with frank Frank is a good film. We, in fact, we got it on Blu-ray sitting right in front of me. Uh, it's really good. Just check it out. It's got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Fassbender uh, plays Frank. It's a, it's a musical genius guy who will who refuses to take off this paper mache head that looks like a Bob's Big Boy, kind of. He wears that all the time. It's funny. It's weird. It's, it's a good movie. Songs in the movie aren't too bad either. Uh, one war movie. I went with The Dirty Dozen. I, you know, I think that, I, I, was there a remake of that? Well, you know, the one with Lee Marvin uh, went with that one. There's a lot of war movies I could have picked, but that's the one I went with. Uh, one Bond movie, uh, James Bond, uh, I'm, I'm assuming. I went with my favorite James Bond movie from when I was a kid, and that was uh, the that is The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, one superhero movie, The Dark Knight. Uh, documentary, Amazing Journey, The Story of the Who. <laughs> Got him in there twice. Okay, then I added some. One cop movie, uh, L.A. Confidential. Love that movie. Love it. One prison movie, Papillon, the 1973 version with Dustin Hoffman and uh, uh, Steve McQueen. Uh, one prisoner of war movie, uh, The Bridge on the River Kwai. That's excellent, excellent movie. One animated movie, uh, Toy, uh, Toy Story, one with the original. Uh, gangster movie, Good Goodfellas. Uh, let's see. Then one foreign language movie, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I really did enjoy that one. I should watch it again. I haven't seen it in a while. One disaster movie, The Towering Inferno. I dig that one. Uh, let's see. One Hitchcock movie, North by Northwest. One Kubrick movie, uh, The Shining. And one Tarantino film, or movie, sorry. They're movies. 
I don't matter. Pulp Fiction. Went with that one. Then uh, the person who added six, she added in uh, one Spielberg movie. So I got to put Jaws in there. I had Raiders of the Lost Ark, but uh, I got to get Jaws in there because I really do like Jaws. A Coen Brothers movie? Well, I already had True Grit, so I went with Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I think that's a pretty good one. It's a musical that I actually like. Uh, there's not that many of them that I do. Uh, one Star Wars movie. The Last Jedi. That's right. That's the one I went with. The Last Jedi. Uh, let's see. One Star Trek movie, uh, First Contact. Uh, I went with that one. Uh, one mystery movie, To Catch a Thief. Uh, that's uh, Cary Grant. It's a Hitchcock film. It's pretty good. And finally, one film noir, went with Memento. Uh, the, uh, uh, it's a more recent film, and I think that can be considered a film noir. Well, that's, uh, that's a, I think that's a pretty good uh, quarantine uh, film festival list, don't you? Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, I've made it to the end of another show, and uh, what I should say is, you know, be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Don't panic. Wash your hands. Stay home. Stay safe. This is your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network, and I'm reminding you all to sleep the lights off. See you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going well, to hell. hell.